Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in part seven of Doctrines of Demons and the Great Falling Away, we will pick up where we left off in our last segment with the alien deception and how the Vatican, which is the seat of its pontiff, Pope Francis, will play a vital role in this Antichrist endeavor that is even now sweeping many into its snare of global control. And while the world and much of the Church is unaware of the danger that is ready to befall them, the prophetic word of God continues to press toward its final fulfillment. As the last minutes of the last days tick toward the stroke of midnight, and the end of God's dispensation of grace. Those with Holy Spirit discernment recognize all the warnings as we witness every event that unfolds in the earth through the lens of His prophetic word of truth. And with each new day, as prophetic precursors continue to converge, it becomes more and more evident that there is not much more time left before all that the Lord God has promised will come to pass, reaches its final fulfillment. We know by His Word that after the rapture of His true Church, the tribulation period will begin, and the man of lawlessness, also known as the Antichrist, will deceive with controlling tyranny the people of earth who have been left behind, because they would not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. His right-hand man will be the false prophet, and this agent of darkness will serve the Antichrist by heading up a one-world religion that will be made to order to give this tyrannical leader worship and loyalty. In order to see how this all fits into the alien deception, we will take a penetrating look into the Vatican's stand on this matter, with special emphasis on Pope Francis and his credentials that support him as a possible candidate for the role of the false prophet. In a commentary entitled, The Most Influential False Prophet in the World, by Mike Gendron, he offers a very bold and yet truthful declaration regarding Roman Catholicism's leader, where he writes, The most influential and wicked false prophet in the world today is Pope Francis who is leading 1.3 billion Catholics down the wide road to destruction. Like his father, the devil, he blinds people from the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, as evidenced in 2 Corinthians 4.4, by presenting a counterfeit Christ, who returns daily, beckoned by the call of Catholic priests in the Mass. This false Christ is worshipped in the Eucharist and sacrificed as a sin offering over and over again, in an ungodly addition to the work of redemption that the true Christ finished on the cross, as confirmed in John 19.30. Like the devil, Pope Francis holds his followers captive with a false gospel of works that is under divine condemnation, as supported by Galatians 1.6-9 and 2 Timothy 2.26, as well as leading them into the false worship of Mary, who is Roman Catholicism's primary deity. And this is only the tip of the iceberg, 
but time does not allow us to cover all of the blasphemies held within this masterful and deadly counterfeit. Pope Francis and all of his predecessors are not only false prophets, they are false apostles and deceitful workmen who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ, as confirmed in 2 Corinthians 11.3. Francis claims to be the Holy Father with supreme and unhindered authority over all people, as mandated in the Catechism of the Catholic Church in paragraph 882. He also usurps the honor and authority of the Lord Jesus and steals his title of head of the church, the church that Jesus purchased with his own blood. The Pope not only has the spirit of the Antichrist, as evidenced by his lies and heresies concerning our Lord Jesus, he has also made many other pronouncements that refute God's inerrant and unadulterated word of truth as well. Some of them are listed in the following. Jesus made himself sin and made himself the devil, the serpent for us. He debased himself to the point of totally annihilating himself, as quoted in El Observatore Romano, April 4, 2017. There is no hell and there is no punishment for the lost soul, but the annihilation of that soul. With the death of the body, their journey is finished, as quoted in Veritas Vincet, March 29, 2018. Many think differently or seek God in different ways, but there is only one certainty. We are all children of God, as quoted in the National Catholic Register, January 7, 2016. The issue for those who do not believe in God is to obey their conscience as quoted in The Independent, October 5, 2015. I would be willing to baptize aliens if they came to the Vatican. Who are we to close doors to anyone, even Martians? As quoted in The Atlantic, May 12, 2014. And this might be a perfect segue to the next commentary that I will share with you entitled, Is the Vatican Connected? to the coming great deception, written for Skywatch. If E.T. life is something Vatican officials have privately considered for some time, and evidence proves that it is, why speak of it so openly in recent years, in what some perceive as a careful doctrinal unveiling toward a mysterious goal? Is this a deliberate effort by church officials to warm up the laity to E.T. disclosure? Our official church publications on the subject, an attempt to soften the blow before disclosure arrives, in order to help their followers retain their orthodoxy, in light of unprecedented forthcoming knowledge. Writing for Newsweek in the article, The Vatican and Little Green Men, journalist Sharon Bagley noted that, in her words, this might be part of a push to demonstrate the Vatican's embrace of science, end quote. Interestingly, the Vatican has plans to host a conference in Rome next spring to mark the 150th anniversary of the origin of species, Charles Darwin's seminal work on the theory of evolution. Conference organizers say that it will look beyond entrenched ideological positions, including misconstrued creationism. 
The Vatican also says it wants to reconsider the problem of evolution with a broader perspective and says that an appropriate consideration is needed more than ever before, end quote. The appropriate consideration Begley mentioned may have been something alluded to by Brother Guy Consomagno three years earlier in an interview with the Sunday Herald. That article pointed out how Consomagno's job as director and president of the Vatican Observatory included reconciling, in his words, the wildest reaches of science fiction with the flint-eyed dogma of the Holy See, and that his latest mental meander was about the Jesus seed, described as a brain-warping theory which speculates that perhaps every planet that harbors intelligent, self-aware life may also have had a Christ walk across its methane seas, just as Jesus did here on earth in Galilee. The salvation of the Bethelgesians, a science fiction species, may have, in his perception, happened simultaneously with the salvation of the earthlings. This anti-scriptural and antichrist mindset sounds like a sanctified version of panspermia, which is the idea that life on earth was seeded by something a long time ago, such as an asteroid impact. But in this case, the seed was divinely appointed and reconciled to Christ. The curious connection between the Vatican spokespersons and the question of extraterrestrials and salvation was further hinted at in the May 2008 El Observatore Romano interview with Father Funes, director of the Vatican Observatory, from 2006 to 2015, in an article titled, The Extraterrestrial is My Brother. In the English translation of the Italian feature, Funes responds to the question of whether extraterrestrials would need to be redeemed, which he believes should not be assumed. God was made man in Jesus to save us, he says, so if other intelligent beings exist, it is not said that they would have need of redemption. They could remain in friendship with their creator, end quote. By full friendship, Funes reflected how some Vatican theologians accept the possibility that an extraterrestrial species may exist that is morally superior to men, closer to God than we fallen humans are, and that, as a consequence, they may come here to evangelize us. Father Guy Consomagno took up the same line of thinking where in his book, Brother Astronomer, Adventures of a Vatican Scientist, he wrote. So the question of whether or not one should evangelize is really a moot point. Any alien we find will learn and change from contact with us, just as we will learn and change from contact with them. It's inevitable, and they will be evangelizing us too, end quote. But hold on, as this disturbing rabbit hole goes much deeper. In a paper for the Interdisciplinary Encyclopedia of Religion and Science website, Father Giuseppe Tanzelli Nitti, an opus dei theologian of the Pontifical University of the Holy Cross in Rome, explains just how we could actually be evangelized during contact with spiritual aliens. As every believer in God would, he argues, 
greet an extraterrestrial civilization as an extraordinary experience and would be inclined to respect the alien and recognize the common origin of our different species as being from the same creator. This universal acceptance is already in play via the progressive Christianity and its generic, all-encompassing salvation. According to Giuseppe, this contact by non-terrestrial intelligence would then offer new possibilities of better understanding the relationship between God and the whole of creation, end quote. Giuseppe states that this would not immediately oblige the Christian, in his words, to renounce his own faith in God simply on the basis of the reception of new, unexpected information of a religious character from extraterrestrial civilization, but that such a renunciation could come soon after as the new religious content, originating from outside the earth, is confirmed as reasonable and credible. Again, in his words, once the trustworthiness of the information has been verified, the believer would have to reconcile such new information with the truth that he or she already knows and believes on the basis of the revelation of the one and triune God, conducting a re-reading of the gospel inclusive of the new data, end quote how the E.T. gospel might de-emphasize or significantly modify man's understanding of salvation through Jesus Christ may be summarized in an article titled What If There Were Other Inhabited Worlds, written by Christopher Corbelli, former vice director of the Vatican Observatory, where he writes, While Christ is the first and the last word, the Alpha and the Omega, spoken to humanity, he is not necessarily the only word spoken in the universe, for the word spoken to us does not seem to exclude an equivalent word spoken to aliens. They, too, could have had their Logos event. Whatever that event might have been, it does not have to be a repeated death and resurrection. If we allow God more imagination than some religious thinkers seem to have had, for God, as omnipotent, is not restricted to one form of language, the human. End quote. And this is where we'll have to pause for today. Beloved, if there is anything that we should take away from the information that has been presented to us, it is one, that Roman Catholicism is a cult and a deadly impostor to genuine Christianity. Two, that they are most definitely playing a vital role in the Antichrist one-world religion, not only via ecumenism, but by their direct and very dedicated participation in the alien deception. That is already well on its way in its preparation for the Antichrist and his global control. And three, the false prophet, who evidence strongly indicates will be the pontiff of Roman Catholicism will assist the Antichrist in his deadly deceptions with deluding influence and beguiling persuasions over the people of earth. With these last days realities in mind, it is time to test the spirits as never before and to contend even more earnestly for the true faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For the great falling away is already upon us, beloved, 
and time is quickly running out. One day, very soon, Jesus will be coming for his bride to meet us in the air. And then, tribulation as the world has never known will befall the sin-riddled and rebellious world. Please be sure you are ready and that your name is written in heaven in the sinless and priceless blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus, our Savior, and the great I Am. Praise his name forever and ever. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.